Listening Dog Media. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the hot mess mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our hot mess mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast. I'm Kelly Pegg. And I'm Jenny Powell. Sounds like a game show. Woo! And uh, racing our vibrations on this episode is the amazing coach, um, healing coach, just all round. Boom, power of positivity. I'm trying Boom. to think of the words. It's the lovely Jill Ritchie. Hello. Yes, hello, ladies. How, how is one? How, how are you? I'm actually asking other people, so I'm going to ask you. How are you? I'm really good, actually. I'm really good. I, I must admit, I felt a little bit tender. I had a, I had a um, virtual pub quiz on Saturday. Got everyone on, and I had a wee bit too much fizz, and uh, I was a bit worse for wear. But I'm feeling much more alive today Yay. and energized, thankfully. Tell you, it's not good. Like it's not Beckett. It's not clever. It was good at the time, but when I woke up and saw the empty bottle, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> but you know, me. sometimes you just got to let your hair down and just do it. And now you've done it, you won't go back there for a while. <laughs> Maybe Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're supposed to all be getting healthier. I'm stuffing my face with Jaffa cakes like they're going out of fashion. I am eating more. I have noticed actually, you know, because I think you know you got nothing else to think about. But um, that you see, the suppose you shouldn't get a meal. I see. I got some Oreos in. That's bad. Oh, that's I know. Bad. I know. And then that's that. Just three packets because I'm not going to venture out too much to the supermarket. So there's not just one pack. There's three packets mm-hmm. sitting in the naughty drawer. I know. And so, then that's it because I, everyone's bulk buying toilet roll. I bulk was bulk buying Jaffa cakes, and <laughs> that's them all gone. <laughs> What what's happening here? We cannot be buying this because you think, oh, I'll make it last. I'll ration it. Yeah, it doesn't like a box down another box. Yeah, you know, you just can't have one though. That's a problem. But you're very busy now, aren't you? Yeah, I've been. Ah, I have been. Do you know? I do get my energy. I felt, as I said yesterday, I still felt quite tired in myself. But I delivered a really beautiful meditation class online to a community of people and oh I went in before it feeling quite tired and very chilled it was quite late it was nine o'clock so it was really to get everyone unwind in and ready for bed and it was just beautiful and actually what happens with me is my vibration goes and I'm like half past 11 last night still wide awake feeling really really pumped you know everyone else probably fell asleep 
when you're talking about this, you do realize some people won't even understand the language and like, what is she talking about? You know, the vibration thing and everything else. I'm just saying. So you might have to explain further. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, it's like wow. Denise, out to Denise Welsh today. She said, oh, who are you having on? And I told her that we were talking to you about vibration. She said, well, do they know, Jenny, that you've never had a vibrator before in your life because I've <laughs> said women and I'm like yes, Denise, but it's not about vibrators <laughs> people like oh, Denise. I know it's funny but <laughs> I, I was doing a I was doing a challenge like it was actually how to and this was just before we all went into isolation so it would have been two weeks ago and I was doing this five-day manifest your dream life challenge and it was all about how we raise our vibrations on the vibrational scale because there's like 21 different levels of vibrations that you can be in and it's how you get from the bottom where it's like anger fear blame right up to the top um, and every time I kept saying it you know you need to raise your vibrations what's your vibration right now you know but so yeah it, it, I just That's assume I suppose speed. that people know <laughs> turn up that speed <laughs> oh dear but yeah it's, it's not always easy I think that this is the thing now what I've really noticed with people is that they are turning to the more holistic way yes which is amazing you know mm. because actually we have everything we need mm. we we look externally for things you know and I think what what people are going to really realize is actually you have everything you need internally um you know, obviously all the things are nice to have. It's like we all love a nice holiday and actually the nice cars, all these things are just materialistic and they mean nothing. But people are now realising as I've got to pay all this money out and I can't really go use my bloody car, you know. So I think people are going to really start rethinking what they're doing and how they're living and how they're showing up over the coming months. Yeah. I think that's so true, isn't it? Because we do live in this fast world. You know, that we noticed over the last year there's been a backlash to fast fashion and fast food. And, you know, people trying to put things in place to say, look, we need to look after the world better as well as ourselves, really. And it's not all about you know, the latest gadgets and posh things. And this mm -hmm. definitely brings that home, doesn't it? Because you're in all the time. So what do you need? You just need your family your food you know that it's it's the basics again isn't it really yeah good vibrations in the word of who did sing that I'll be good oh yeah it was yeah yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so I'm intrigued I'm intrigued with these levels so so the lower vibrations are obviously the negative ones yeah so I, I had a gong bath is that ah, oh what's yeah, one of those so about gong baths are amazing so and that's really like your sound healing so I actually have an amazing friend who does sound healing and she sings and she uses her voice and she gets you to use your voice so this is a really interesting one when you talk about that there Jenny because before Christmas I had a real issue with my my periods actually for about two years I was getting really irregular periods and they were coming like every 19 days. And, oh, I mean, that's rubbish, right? Because you have the week where you're starving, so you're eating everything. And then you would get your period. And then I'd have maybe about four days, five days break. And then I'd have that week of, yeah. you know, eating all the time and having the symptoms. And 
I got some womb healing done. Mm-hmm. And it was all through sound and it was amazing. So Kate, my friend who does this, came to my house and um, she had the, you know, the gongs out, the drum, the drum, you know, beating the drum. You really actually feel it down in your womb area, down in your sacral chakra. And so I had this done for four weeks. So she came every Friday and it's so funny because my partner, he was downstairs doing work and he must have been like, what the hell? Because we're giving it, ah, like singing and chanting. And she's like shaking the shaker and the gong. And, um, but honestly, when that finished, literally that month, my period went back to 28 days. Wow. And that's just with sound and vibration and healing, you know, all through sound. So there's so much that we can do rather than having to take, you know, your Western medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the, the gong, uh, that's basically this, it's just a room full of gongs and you lie down and it's, it's mm-hmm. to, the, the vibration that the mm-hmm. gongs send up in a certain rhythm and a certain sound uh, tap into your energy don't yeah. they oh, yeah wow. yeah yeah it's really gorgeous I mean, you, you lie there for an hour or whatever and you think it's like what five minutes and you come out of it and some people are quite emotional mm-hmm. um some people quite uh, energized some people are quite drained you know it's interesting because it, i think your body taps in depending on where you're at it taps in in different ways that's such a vague pathetic description i do no. No, what did you what did it do for you when you had it how did you feel do you remember I just came out really calm yeah mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it and uh, but but my intention before I went in I think was to do that uh, maybe if I just lay there and let you know let whatever happened happen it might be different but I was like no my intention is that this is going to make me calm and yeah I came out and I was buzzing <laughs> but uh, yeah not the same as it would be if it was a vibrator <laughs> no sorry Denise Sorry. Different kind of buzz, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it is it's powerful. It's really powerful. And again, because it's all frequencies, because we are energy, which sounds about, you know, like can sound woo-woo to people. But, and again, if you'd said this to me two years ago, I would have been like, well, what are you talking about, you witch? <laughs> but it's so true. Like we are all energy. Everything is energy and we have to be vibrational match so if we are looking to manifest something in our life we need to be a vibrational match and I talk to people and they'll say things like oh you know I've got a vision board and I'm saying all these affirmations but nothing's happening and a lot of the time it's because their vibration and what they really believe on a subconscious level is not a match for what they want to bring in Um, and when I work with people and I actually had a client yesterday and we were doing some deep shadow work because we all have a shadow we all have the shadow self sometimes we well we all have shadow but if we don't embrace the shadow part of ourselves we're basically neglecting it and I think that there's so much work that we need to actually embrace you know when we have these feelings and thoughts that come in then we start telling ourselves you know I'm an anxious person so you know, uh, I suffer with anxiety or, you know, something scary happens. Oh, I'm a really scared person. We give ourselves these labels that actually we all have these feelings throughout our life, but we need to embrace that part of ourselves, the part of the shadow. And actually when we do that work and figure out why on a deeper level that we are struggling to manifest, it's always, almost always, I would say 99.9% of the time when I've done it with a client, that it's something from childhood, it's some deep belief that they are not deserving or that, 
you know, more money is bad, you know, rich people are arseholes or, you know, whatever it is, these beliefs from childhood. So we need to go in there and really help them work on the shadow so that then they can release that energetically and then become more of a bit of a vibrational match because they've gathered evidence for years to support their beliefs um, on a unconscious level. So it's hard for people to then manifest and become a vibrational match if actually in their core, seven layers deep, they think the complete opposite. Yeah. Hope that makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does. You have a shadow free. You know, if you remove one shadow, you know, I think in human, in the human... Yeah, no, we're not. We're never shadow-free. But the whole point is just to send it love. There's this amazing... Have you have you ever heard of this incredible poet called Rumi? Rumi. Yeah, I've yeah. seen people do quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rumi, yeah. this amazing poet, right? And he has this incredible poem called The Guest House. And he talks in this poem, basically. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's all about this being a human as a guest house, every day a new arrival, welcome yeah. them in, send them love, for they are all part of you. Well, he basically says it in a nicer way than that. But that's it in summary. Like, it's saying, you know, welcome them in. If we stop being attached to those, you know, we think we're our thoughts, but we're not, we're not. You know, every day we have these, you know, fears and happy and the muse comes in then we can get creative you know but instead of labeling it and attaching ourselves to that and saying oh I'm angry today that's it you know I'm, I'm just angry and then another day we're angry and then we start describing ourselves as you know I'm, I'm quite an argumentative person we give ourselves these labels instead of just saying you know treat it almost like a guest mm-hmm. like part of you it's part of me and actually hi what's this message today you know I feel angry today okay right what's this message I need to I need to pick up on today I need to address this today so rather than resisting it or feeding it which then creates a block and a barrier what let we them need, in and give them a couple yeah, of yeah let them in let them in send them love talk talk to your shadow hey shadow right what's happening today I'm feeling a bit pissed off yeah okay right let's send you a bit of love and you know instead of just oh you know we react to that and we just get like really really uptight and then it can really spiral into something that doesn't need to because it's our wholeness and if we embrace our wholeness in its entirety it just dissolves so much quicker these fears and the this anxiety and these negative feelings of judgment because we all judge right we can you know we look at people and we'll be like oh god you know especially on social media we'll look at someone and be like oh my god they're a guru I bet they never judge like everyone has that in them it's the shadow but I think the more that we send the shadow love when we feel judgment coming in, we can talk to the shadow and we can just dissolve that a lot quicker rather than attaching ourselves to it. It's a bit like the monkey, isn't it? You know the monkey you have in your head, they mm. always talk. The the chim- inner, or the inner voice. Yeah. You mean. yeah. It's kind of the same sort of idea, I suppose. Um, yeah, and you've got to recognise when that, when that monkey starts jumping around and fooling around with you. Yeah. Um, it's just the techniques to let 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 them in and let them go. Well, that's it. And I think we, again, we overcomplicate it as human beings. We look externally. Oh, what is this? I've got this feeling. I'm really anxious and I'm this and I'm that. And actually, 
we aren't our thoughts you know our mind is so powerful right but our mind only knows what we tell it so and then it's gathered evidence throughout the years but actually if we call it out and we label it and say oh here comes anxiety you know straight away as soon as you label it what you know what is this it, oh it's it's anger it's this it's that literally within minutes it dissolves mm. because we've labeled it we've actually called it out for what it is and you know, just seeing it as part of you and your wholeness and not feeding it, it just disappears so much quicker. You know, it comes back again. But the more you practice this and try and obviously have fun with it as opposed to, you know, oh God. And I mean, I'm a massive fan of journaling, right? But sometimes, again, we don't need to journal everything. You know, we don't need to, oh, you need to sit down. You write everything, or you just do your mind journal. No, no. So I journal. So, no, most days, especially in the beginning when I went on this journey, I would journal quite a lot to really just brain dump everything that was in my head. So if I had a block um, or something was coming up for me, I was feeling stuck or, you know, something wasn't feeling quite right. Rather than going external for answers, I would just sit and write down, write, you know, what is this? What's this feeling that's coming up? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling pissed off? And, you know, maybe for the first page, I would like, well, I'm pissed off because he did this and he did that. And, you know, and then by the end of it, I would be a lot calmer because sometimes we just need to empty what's in our heads onto paper. A good thing to do, like, around the table with, you know, people that we're stuck indoors with at the moment because, you know, you could, it would be quite useful if you all, if, if people were, didn't mind doing it in front of each other and reading them out it could be quite useful for everybody involved because we're all contained in one building at the moment and trying yeah. to understand each other it might be you know a group journaling might be mm. I quite like that instead of being try busy. it try it yeah. I don't it could know, go like, one of two ways uh, doesn't it? <laughs> I always say to someone last night actually I was sitting with my journal I said God, see if someone actually read this journal, it would be like, yeah, time to lock me up. <laughs> but you do, you need to get all, I mean, much more, much less now. Like I was saying, like now I'm able to, because I've, I've done it for so long, I'm able to just have that conversation and with myself and be like, oh, I know what this is and recognize it. You know, we don't have to sit and overanalyze every single feeling that we have. It's just recognising them and sending them all love. And like in that poem, welcome them all in, as opposed to saying, no, I, I don't like you, so I'm going to block you. But you, you you can't block it because it just manifests in other areas of your life, whether that's with your children, work, relationships with your partner, friends, you know, whatever. What about right now, uh, Jill, with the regards to, I think there are kind of, two sets of people at the moment with everything that's going on. There's like the positive people who are trying to embrace this situation, if you like, and get something out of it that's good. And then there's, you know, you can see it sort of on some social media and in the press and with certain uh, people on the telly, there's a real negativity as well. So what separates people like that? What, what you know, is that a part of a shadow? Is that... Why are some positive and some negative? How does that work? Honestly, I I believe it's your environment. I believe it's the people that you're around. There's a saying that you are the average of the five people that you spend most time with. Right. That is so true. Now, 
<laughs> that's going to be tough for some people, right? Because if they're living in a house with a negative people, yeah. that's not always easy. But what you can do is you can find your tribe online. There is always people that are willing and especially in the area that I am in, God, there are so many people that just want to give, me included, just give to people to give them that space to, you know, let go of an attachment to fear and anxiety and just try and create new positive habits. You know, I do believe the when you there's no coincidence that when I was in a corporate environment and I was around, you know, a, a number of people that all thought the same and were quite negative, that then I was negative. Yeah. No, you know, when I started on this journey two years ago, no one, not a single person in my network did what I'm doing. Now, they weren't all negative, but they didn't do what I was doing. Um, and now, God, there's there's so many people doing it now, which is amazing so different um so if you're in a house full of negative people or you're in a, an environment full of, you're more likely it's that thing isn't it as well when you fight against like i don't know whether jenny has probably worked with negative people i certainly have and like when you're in a box with them on the radio and they just sit there and every time you're off air I had a co-host and he used to just moan all the time about mm. everything. Wasn't paid enough money. Oh, hated the bosses, hated what we did on air, everything. And I used to find it so draining. But I fought against it all the time. But it because I didn't want to be like that. But then, then you've got another set of problems because you're not joining the gang. Mm. So you're resisting it. So mm. with something like COVID-19, which is huge, it must just be so easy if you're with living with negative people to yeah. just go yeah. along with it of course it is and I think like oh you know it's not easy I mean I refuse to watch the news personally because I think I'll get all the information I need to from Daryl because <laughs> he watches it I do that but, with Chris what's going on and he's yeah. just the top line he lies so he doesn't stress me out and I just walk off happy it's my little <laughs> bubble I don't care that's what what works for me I don't want to see it all the time because no I don't I know, and I think that's it. We have to be informed, but when you have got it on repeat, what is that doing to your mental well-being? Mm. We don't need it on repeat. Let's just hear it once. We don't need it on repeat again. And it goes back to what I was saying, ladies, about choices. We don't choose that COVID-19 is here. We don't choose that we are all at home now and in, in self-isolation, but we absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, choose how we get up and show up every single day. If we choose to turn that TV on five or six times a day, we choose to go onto social media and really focus on all the sadness and all the fear, that's a choice. That's a conscious decision that you are making. So it's absolutely, without being too blunt, your responsibility to fuel yourself with other things that are going to raise your vibration. Because what happens is when you are in that lower vibration, fear, anger, blame, all of that stuff, you are attracting all of that back in every other way. So if you're looking to try and build a business or you know, maintain some kind of income when you're off, you're going to really, really struggle with that because you are sending the biggest signal out to the universe to say, 
oh my God, I'm so low. My vibration is so low here and I'm just so scared all the time. And, you know, what, the world is going to end. You know, this is going to come to an end. Okay. This is going to come to an end in the next few months. We need to be choosing how we are helping ourselves because actually we all know that stress can cause so many other illnesses. Um, we need to take responsibility for ourselves and our own health at, at this time. So, and so much with women, Jenny and I were talking to the medicinal chef about that, you know, how it can really affect everything. Um, and your body, you know, I had problems with my thyroid last year and that was all stress related. It, you know, it, it was at a point where I could fix it without going on medication, but it was all to do with stress and anxiety mm -hmm. and the state that I'd got myself into and yeah. the stuff that was going on professionally in my life and I look back at that and think that shit will never happen again <laughs> mm -hmm. because you learn from something where to pull the plug and stop it and if we let COVID-19 do that to us God knows what we do to ourselves because exactly. you could drive yourself up the bloody wall couldn't you with it really I know, you know I know and there's so much out there though for people free tools I know it can be overwhelming because actually there's so much free amazing stuff and it's so great but sometimes what can happen is someone gets overwhelmed with all the free stuff and they're like oh I just I don't do anything yeah so exactly. my advice is tune yeah. into one or two people that you resonate with and just focus on that for at least four weeks and then maybe try something new yeah. because if you go on and it's like overwhelm oh, it's overwhelmed and then we do nothing so yeah. yeah I always say to people pick one or two that you really you know you're tuning into like there's one that I'm doing right now this fitness you know it's actually a local there's three sisters uh, live near me and they, they're doing it locally and their banter is brilliant it's, it's so real and yeah. it suits me. So I'm tuning into those ones. I'm doing them live. And in terms of meditation, I do all that anyway. But, you know, I've got my, my core people that I tune into. And I think, God, there's so much out there. And it's probably all amazing. But don't let that overwhelm you either. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a, that's a big reason for not doing anything is because you get overwhelmed by choice. Yeah, Definitely. But again, you know, that, there's no reason that we can't do nothing, I suppose. You know, and that's when I was saying, like, people are scared, so they keep watching it. It's like a drug. It's like they go back to it. And then they have to be so careful because this is maybe going to continue for two or three months. If you're yeah. doing that repeatedly, you're going to start creating a habit. Yeah. And these habits are going to become your reality which is really scary because when this all settles down how are you going to be showing up you know how are you going to be showing up in life are you going to be scared to go out are you going to be because every day you've scared the living daylights out of yourself you know um you're going to be scared to go on holiday in case you can't are you going to be scared to be in a supermarket next to someone you know we need to live right when this is done we need to live our lives so we need to be so careful of what we are feeding ourselves on a daily basis right now. 
and how we behave now when we are out because what I see and I'm going to keep saying this when we're recording with different guests is quite a lot of hostility sometimes in and I'm shocked by that because I just think hang on a minute you know at the end of the day this will go back to normal we will all be next to each other in the supermarket again so while we have to be mindful of this two meter gap and this respectful time of not touching and breathing in each other's faces not that I do that in supermarkets but you know (laughs) It's like, let's not be aggressive with it. Let's not tut and shame our head at the mum that's done the weekly shop and her trolley's full, some git in front of me on Friday in the supermarket, accusing me of bulk buying, which I don't do. But let's not behave like that. Let's, Uh you know, uh, treat people as we would in normal times, even if we have to be mindful of space and be kind. Mm. I think that's what shocks me the most about it is that when there's an issue, the hostility, we saw that with a boat buy-in. We've, I've seen arguments in supermarkets. We've seen that with, um, you know, uh, people ignoring the advice and going out and doing that. It's this hostile. Mm. And I, that I really, I find that very sad because I think, well, when it all goes back to normal, you're still going to be an absolute and you've not learned anything mm-hmm. from this situation mm-hmm. and that's the but, sad part of it I think yeah and the, but, but also those people a lot and they just can't cope they don't know how to cope yeah, and it comes out yeah. in various ways yeah. and that's one of them you know that, that you yeah. know, they're just they're not used to it and they just um yeah they're, they don't know how to deal with it I think you're you're right don't and it's a shame and then you think oh gosh you know you, you could Send do them you love. Know, yeah, yeah. I don't. I just get really cross. I'm so sorry. Do you know? Like, no, no, it's hard because do you know. In that say, and I, you, I, and I, oh God, I'm triggered at times for sure. But I often think now, and then it diffuses the situation for me, so I don't carry it with me in energy. I just, I think, while well, you're behaving like that. You know, that's that's sad that you need to be like that. Wow. You know, wow. And see, when you start to then get curious as to why people behave the way they do, you stop being attached to and taking it personally. You know, it's yeah, like... It's what we spoke about before, actually. And being yeah. curious is good in yeah. this time. Being yeah, curious. Yeah. yeah. But it's, and then you can have fun with it. You're like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. Oh, yeah. I wonder what's happening in their life. I'd send you love. I'll send you love. You know, I've had that before when people have, you know, said stuff to me. I remember once on um, Facebook, I was, and something had happened, and someone put a, a, a nasty message said that I looked like an advertisement for anorexia. And then just like a, a hater, you know. And I thought, God, and then initially, you know, I went, oh, God, I felt it. I was like, oh, my God, oh, I'm embarrassed because everyone saw it and people were, but I actually just messaged back and I was like, you know, I just want to send you so much love and blah, 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 blah. But everyone else was jumping or going, oh, giving her abuse. And I thought, do you know what? Don't, because anyone that feels they need to do that, that's so sad. It's so sad that you need to do that. And actually in doing that myself, I felt better. I thought, okay, you're not getting attached to this. Listen, it, it's, it's not always easy for sure. It's not. I really struggle with it. I do because I'm very black and white in the, the whole being polite and kind situation. So when someone isn't, and this is something I really, it's coming through from Jenny and I and our podcast that I really need to work on. <laughs> is that I do need to, I'm going to take your phrase, send them love. Uh, and my husband has a phrase that he did, he did coaching. Uh, he had a coach when he was um 
in commercial radio because he just wanted to kill all the Egypts that worked for him. And so, <laughs> so he got this coach who was really good. And he used to say to him, other people's behavior towards you says more about them yeah. than you. And you have to remember that. It's not about you. Yeah. So it's like you said, you have to take yourself out there. You're talking the talk. You've got to walk the walk. Do you know what I I'm know. Saying? I'm not walking the walk at the minute, am I? I, I find that that's for something I need to work on because I find oh. it really hard. But it's send practice. send them love. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's practice. Yeah. Listen, it's practice. I'm faithful because sometimes if I've, I, I mean, I don't do Twitter as much because I just don't want to hear people's opinions. I've just, you know, I do Insta because it's like a branding thing and that's it. But when I was on Twitter, I do remember Jason Manford, the... Um, the comedian Jason mm-hmm. he told me something and I did use it when you used to get negative uh, messages I just used to respond and say I'm so sorry that you feel that way you know you're welcome to unfollow or whatever and I was just really calm I gave him a nice positive um, response and most of the time those people will back down apologize say goodness me I'm so sorry then they realize that you've actually you know read it and heard what they've said and taken it in um and i got quite playful with it in the end and i started to sort of really nice messages to people that were nice to me. Um, <laughs> devious um, but yeah it was, it was quite interesting because i thought no i'll send some positivity out there and um yeah it's up to them isn't it but and did it make uh, you feel better when you did that Janie? it did but that's also because I don't really take anything to heart like that. I've never, you know, if people want to criticise fair dues, it's up to you. I don't take it to heart because I don't yeah. care what anyone thinks. Brilliant. I love that. I do not. I do not. And I don't, I'm not just pretending. I do not. Well, we could talk to you forever, Jill, as usual. We love you so much and your energy as well. Can you maybe give us sort of your, I don't know, maybe three tips for dealing with everything right now that you would say, just three things for anyone that can help them? Yes. Okay, to raise so their vibrations. I love, I love that phrase. Yes. Prioritise you as number one. Okay, because if you do this first, you will show up better for everyone else. So it's not selfish, it's smart. You've got to prioritise you, number one, first. Then everyone else will get the benefit. Number two, seek out people who will help you raise your vibration, um, not those who won't. So be very careful around your network of people. There's so many people online. Take an action, get into action and start connecting with people that are going to raise your vibration and do it consistently. Don't just do it once or twice. You know, you've built up these habits for God knows however many years. You need to start forming new habits and start practicing them on a regular basis. And um, lastly, don't take it too seriously. Don't take this whole, I know this situation is serious, but you are still allowed to have fun. You know, music hasn't stopped. Get the music on, change your state, shake your ass right sing dance move your body you know feel the fear but don't live in it okay Lift. boom love Perfect. it oh we love you jill thank you so thank much thank you ladies love love yeah, yeah really you too. thank you thank you're you. a star oh you stood amazing <laughs> <laughs>